sounds like a boy, and boys don't fit very well in schools in little desks looking forward. The expectations of their teachers, coupled with the distractions of the school day, can be overwhelming for a kid. Welcome to Parrot Talk. I'm Nalene Frunk. This topic comes at a very appropriate time for some of us. I know my son can relate to the boy our host, Diane Moore, is talking about today. And you know, the irony is that many kids who are given negative labels in school are very talented and creative. Well, today, author and certified family life counselor, Diane Moore, talks with this boy's parents and explains how they can best manage this very normal stage of his life. Here's Joe and Terry to tell us more about their son, Matthew. Hi, Joe. Welcome to Parent Talk. Hi, Diane. My name is Joe Amatoro with my wife, Terry. My wife has some questions. I'll let her ask the first one. Okay. Hi. Um, so Matthew's seven years old, and he's always had a competitive nature, but now it's affecting his relationship with his friends. Um, an incident happened where it was like he was playing a video game, and um, this boy got really upset because Matthew kept trying to win at the game, and then the kid cried, and he said, you're cheating, and he turned off the game, and he walked away, and Matthew just had no feeling. He just ignored it. He, uh, I mean, everything compared to just sitting at the dinner table, he has to be the first one to finish as if someone's going to take his food away from him. <laughs> and I don't understand that. Like, he's yeah. never gone free. He's never, you know, we give to him what we feel he deserves. I mean, for a seven-year-old boy, he has a lot. You know, he has what most mm-hmm. of his friends but I don't know where this sense of I've got to always have everything got to be first is coming from, and it's very frustrating as a parent. Like, how do you teach them a balance to that? Yeah. Um, does he go to school, or do you homeschool, or what's where has he been? He's going into second grade, so kindergarten or first grade. This school is strict on discipline where there's no bullying. Um, they They wear a uniform to school. They teach respect. And Matthew has been a, a problem at the school. In kindergarten, mm-hmm. they in, implement a disciplinary program for him where, uh, you know, he would get a smiley face at the end of every class if he did well in the class. And incidences were he wanted to be the funny kid. You know, he, uh, he would talk during class, and the teachers would tell him to stop, and he'd continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Or would walk down the hallway, and they actually told him he had to keep his hands in his pockets because he had to touch everything. So a little bit of, you know, my husband said, his parents told me that he had ADD, ADD, sorry. So Matthew probably has a little bit of that, too, where it's like he can't sit still. But, I, you know, I would chalk it up to, okay, he wanted to be the funny kid. He wanted to be liked. Mm-hmm. Um, first grade, he did better, mm-hmm. uh, but he still had to have meetings with the, the teachers because, he would be silly, and he wouldn't listen, and they would remind him and remind him again. So after the second reminder, then it was a call to, you know, to the parents. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> that's an interesting piece of information. Thanks for adding that. I think that's important. Um, if there's a little ADD, and let's let him have that a little bit. He sounds like a boy, and boys don't fit very well in schools, uh, in little desks looking forward. they got to touch everything. They're living life large and in full color. So we'll let him be a boy maybe possibly with a little bit of ADD, but to not look at that as um, as a character default, but to work with him and say, okay, he's he's um, wanting to 
explore the world. He's wanting to um, understand it, and he's got maybe some uh, – he's got a lot going on in his brain. If he does have a little bit of ADD, it's a little bit more difficult for him to connect with other kids. Would you say that sounds right? Um. I, what, what do you mean by connect? I mean, Matthew connect. has, he went to public school for about two months, and the teacher actually told us she had a meeting with us the first month, and we just felt that the public school system here was not a fit for him. Um, but she had told us, you know, Matthew was being silly, and she says, but, you know, she says, honestly, for a kid that knew nobody in this class, she's like, he's the one that made the most friends the quickest. Okay, so, okay. Um, so his the things that are happening are not affecting his relationships. He still connects well, plays well with other children, even though he's kind of in this very competitive place, right? Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's correct. Okay, yes. that's a little bit different. Okay, that's good to distinguish. Okay, well, developmentally then, it probably is that he's reached a stage which at seven – I say lots of kids become little lawyers. They really become very black and white, where it becomes all about black and white, good and bad, win and lose. So he's right on schedule for being very competitive. Um, it would make sense that the school he's going to, and that's good, and it's not a bad thing, but you just have to look at his environment and what it's telling him about life and how you counterbalance messages that he's taking and internalizing maybe and turning into it's all about win or lose. He's in a school where it's uh, they're teaching more about um, behavior. There's an emphasis on discipline and behaving and wearing a uniform and looking just right. So he's deciding some things in his brain. And at this age, it's a perfect age for you to begin to really talk to him about other concepts that are a little bit more abstract. He can't think completely abstract, but he can begin to at seven, meaning that when he's being very competitive with a sibling, uh, he has siblings, right? As a younger sister. That's what I thought you said. Okay, how much younger is she? She's five, so they're about two okay. years so the sister's five. So when he's being competitive with her, kind of pulling him aside, not in a disciplinary way, um, in the way that we think of the word discipline, but saying, you know, I want to challenge you to think about this differently. For your sister, this isn't about win and lose. This is about practicing the character trait of gentleness. And that means that you, or tolerance, understanding that she's at a different stage than you and looking at what she needs and understanding she sees the world differently than you, and so you're gentle with her. And for her, uh, this game is going to be a different goal for you. It wouldn't be about winning. It would be more like um, you're coming as a big brother in that big brother role and giving her an experience of learning how to do this game differently maybe. Okay. You know what I mean? Right, right. Now, just thinking of an example which we deal with, Every time we sit down to eat, so when he like when they're if there's like chicken on the plate, they like the the, the chicken leg. Matthew has to be the first to grab it. Like how would I say share that with your si- you know with your sister? Like he does this all the time, and we'll make him put it back, and we'll just say you know what you both will pick something different. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, and it, it applies to everything he does with her, and and sometimes that like I said with his friends, if we go somewhere. 
and someone has cookies, Matthew will take a giant handful afraid that he's not going to get his share. Mm-hmm. And there's never, I don't even know where this came from. You know, I said that he, he always gets his share, and I make him put it back, and I, you know, tell him one at a time. But it's so weird. Like, I, I, you know, I tell him, Matthew, why do you feel someone's going to take something away from you that you're not going to get, you know, your share of everything? Mm-hmm. Um, does he eat normally, and it, does he overeat, or no, he what's eats going normal. on? Okay. Except I had to look under that rock. Um, He's in that black, white, good, bad, win, lose. That's something for you to just absorb that idea, black, white, good, bad, win, lose, Uh, right, wrong. He's in that stage, and he's he seems like a kid who kind of lives full color. So if he's going to do something, he's going to do it really well. He's going to do it really well. So if he's going to go into school and he's trying to figure out what school is about, if it's about, wow, I'm at school and I have friends, He's going to be really great, and he's going to make everybody laugh. And so if it's about food, I'm going to get the best piece. That's that's that stage. When a kid's in a stage, it doesn't mean that they're allowed to be that way. It means it's kind of a trigger for the parents to teach them differently. Like when kids get really disrespectful in adolescence, it's a time for the the uh, talks on disrespect and respect. It has nothing to do with how you feel inside. You can feel very disrespectful, but you... You behave respectfully because that's how it works here. That's what works in in this home. So it would be, I know you feel this, that we're going to grab the best food, but how about if you have him serve his sister and his sister can serve him? Okay. At the dinner table, that would be something that you could turn around and say, hey, we're going to practice serving, which is a a high value in our family. So you're going to pull what food out for your sister and give her food. It sounds like there's a lot of competition between him and his sister. Is that right? Yeah, and but I think Matthew brings out the the competitive uh-huh. and that's and so Natalia feels like she has to live up to that. You know, then she becomes yeah. more And I've noticed that like I'll notice how if she's with her friends, she'll want to be first and I know it's coming off of her relationship with her brother. Yeah. Hey Joe, are you there? Oh, this is a good job for you. This is a good job for you. Um, What you want to do, he doesn't yet understand, I think, the big brother role. And some kids go all through their life and their family, and they don't get the role that they play with their other sibling. They just feel like, here's this other person that came into my world, and they were fine until they started crawling into my airspace and eating my food. And now I have a problem with them. And instead of seeing that love multiplies... He's seeing that love divides and food divides. And so a value in your family needs to be love, good love in a family multiplies. Okay? And so, Edward, this is what I would do, Joe. This is what I would do if I were you. I would take my boy out for some time, some man time, and talk to him about what it means to be a big brother. Okay. And say, being a big brother is an incredible role. You're walking ahead. She adores you. She may not always act like it, but she does, and she wants to spend time with you. And so you have influence. And so teach him how to use his influence. And do you do you both, do you see leadership in this boy? Yes. I think I sense that, too. I mean, he seems like he's kind of a people magnet. 
Right, and that's, I mean, even his teachers have brought that up. And Matthew is very tall for his age, so mm-hmm. he stands and, and he likes that. You know, yeah. it's funny that he could, he's that way with his friends and family, but yet sometimes when we go into new situations, it's the opposite where my daughter will be the one that's more outgoing and run into the, you know, to, to strangers and start talking. And Matthew's very reserved. He will stand mm. next. So I find that it's just that odd. That is interesting. Personality. Yeah. Maybe um, he. It's maybe the win lose piece that he doesn't want to put himself out there unless he knows he's going to win. That sounds. That sounds a lot like him when I think about yeah. it. It's true. It's if he's doing a, doing a game or something and he knows he's not good at it, he just doesn't want to do it at all. Yeah. Will that be a good topic, Joe, for you to talk to him about the the topics? I'd I'd regularly start taking him out because here's how love multiplies in a home. Okay, you plow into your boy, and he will then begin to to give or be generative toward his sister because you've plowed into him. That's how families with big uh, or a large number of children do it. They really plow into the older kids who then bless the kids under them, and that's what makes love multiply. So, so basically take them away, take them out, because like, I promised them I'd go fishing with them on Friday. Mm-hmm. So he and I are going to go fishing, so I guess that's a great opportunity for us to talk about what it's like to be a big brother, because I'm a big brother. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah. Tell him about that. Um, and teach them how to be a big brother, you were saying? Talk about both sides. There's things that aren't so fun, and then there's benefits. We'll spend some time with you teaching you how to be a big brother because we know that that time you spend with your sister is beneficial to her. you got to tell him. He, he was on the scene when she was born. He's not a lot different than a parent to her. And so there's a level of attachment to him that he doesn't understand because there was nobody on the scene when he came. So that's a pretty powerful position. What he's doing when he goes to the win-lose, right-wrong, bad-good, uh, he's he's trying to find power. And so you're going to show him a different kind of power. It's called influence. And tell him, I see leadership potential in you. You're You're a people magnet. And so I'm going to invest in you knowing that down the road, um, these gifts and skills in you are going to really blossom. And, you know, the tall, even that you're tall, you know, that uh, the statistics for who gets to be president, it's, it's usually by far the number one factor is height. Um, does that also um, intermingle with compromise? Because he has a trouble, his teacher told us one time that he has trouble compromising with his friends at school. If uh, mm-hmm. he's using, if the friend's using something or he's using them, he doesn't know to say, okay, well, here, I'll use it, and then two minutes you use it. He just, no, I'm using it, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, it's the good, bad, white. He's very black and white, very black and white. And I know um, us as Christians, we like to hear black and white because we want our kids to be black and white when it comes to moral issues. But these are not moral issues. You can't, you have to learn how to live in the gray. You have, when you're working with people, you have to learn how to negotiate life. Black and white, let's save that for moral issues because we really, really want them to get the black and white pieces. They have translated that into all of life is black and white. And you need to teach them some grace.
what a refreshing time today with Diane, learning about how to navigate the different stages of our children's development. Did you find this helpful like I did? Hearing Diane explain these things really helps me realize that, you know, boiling down my children's behavior to just obedience or disobedience really isn't beneficial. And with the pressures of life and time and marriage and career, it's helpful to have these gentle reminders, don't you think? Let us know what your situation is. And if you're finding Diane's advice helpful like I am, email me at parenttalkatcoove.com. Also, leave a comment on Coove.com. We'd appreciate it. And you know, Parent Talk is going live soon. We need callers to make the program successful. So if I could ask you to tell your friends, that'll help spread the word. We'll provide updated information on Coove.com, but you can also email us at parenttalk@coove.com. That's for information on Parent Talk Live coming soon. In the meantime, if you have questions or comments about today's program or have a suggestion about a topic you'd like Diane to cover, email us at parenttalk@coove.com. And remember, tell your friends about the program and join us next time for Parent Talk with Diane Moore. I'm Nalene Frank. Thanks for listening.